All three of the readings today are stories and advice from the early church and from the earliest Christian writers. And they're designed to inform and instruct the followers of Jesus after his crucifixion. And the reading from Acts is from one of the earliest accounts of the church's reality. After Jesus had been tried, found guilty, and crucified, and it tells the story of Stephen, the first deacon of the church, and also the church's first martyr. Stephen attempts to explain a vision of Jesus and God, God the Father, as he perceives them enthroned in heaven, and the crowd becomes infuriated with his recounting of this vision. Perhaps for them it's an absolute blasphemy coming from one who's supposed to be a loyal Jew. And the crowd, or a large part of them, rush to surround Stephen, and they drag him out of the city, and then they begin to beat him and to stone him. And before Stephen died, he cried out a phrase that echoes Jesus on the cross, Father, forgive them. In the very moment of death, he makes sure to express not vengeance, but love. And one of the most interesting items in this passage is that when the men who surrounded and stoned Stephen took off their coats, they left them with an onlooker. And this bystander's name was Saul, as Pat so very carefully read it out so we wouldn't miss that. <laughs> this is the Saul who was a loyal Jew committed to the punishment and elimination of members of this new sect, the Christians. He's later, of course, to become a convert and to change his name to Paul. And he recounts in the book of Acts, in fact, in chapter 22, And when the blood of Stephen, your witness, was being shed, I myself was standing by and approving and watching over the garments of those who killed him. In the reading from 1 Peter, we hear advice to the converted stressing not that they are to rebel or to cause trouble, they're to remain the steadfast cornerstone, the rock of the new faith, but they're to be loyal citizens, avoid alienating the power structure, and at the same time honoring the teachings of Jesus. And the writer stresses that Christians are not dangerous. This may seem a bit mild when we think of Jesus himself considered a revolutionary, even though he stressed the love of God and the love of one's companions. Jesus said that these attributes mattered as much as all the law and the prophets. Peter's letter urges these small communities of Christians scattered across what we now call the Middle East to live honorable lives, obey the laws, live in harmony within their households, even if some of its members are not followers of Christ. These letters to Christians who are surrounded by non-believers have some good advice for our age. Most of us live with or near or encounter daily in our work environments many people who cannot understand why we belong to a church. So Peter's advice still holds. Be faithful. Act in accordance with Jesus' teachings. Be generous. Forgiving. We, just like the recipients of Peter's letter, need to model what it means to be Christians. We need to act as if we love God and love our neighbors, not just talk about it. If you don't show them, who will? In the Gospel from John today, we hear about some very specific followers of Christ and very specific advice. Jesus is trying to assure his disciples that their faithfulness 
and discipleship will be extended into the next life. It's a good sample of Jesus as a teacher. He is questioned by specific disciples and directs his answers to particular people. Jesus shows a lot of patience in these exchanges. It's obvious that these men are worried, they're frightened, they want assurance that everything is going to be all right. When Jesus says he's going before them and that they should follow, Thomas complains that they, at least he, doesn't know the way. Jesus responds that he himself is the way. If Thomas really is asking for directions, a map, Jesus' answer is not very satisfactory. Here, as elsewhere in John's Gospel, analogy and metaphor predominate. For somebody who really wants the GPS coordinates, as Thomas seems to do, Jesus offers a puzzling answer. But for John, the Gospel writer, the way and the life and the truth and the light are the most persistent and useful designations for who Jesus is and what his followers should think about him. And then when Jesus explains his relation to the Father, Philip is obviously confused, and he asks Jesus to show him the Father. Jesus tells him that's not necessary. Since Philip has seen Jesus, he's seen the Father. They are one. In just these few lines, John sets out an early idea that will eventually lead to the doctrine of the Trinity, although such a term was still a long way in the future. Today's readings are moving the church and us away from the biography of the Savior on earth and into the history of the early church. The growing tension between the old and the new beliefs causes the death of the church's first deacon, killed with a significant witness looking on. Christians in Roman cities receive advice about getting along with the political reality without sacrificing their beliefs. The disciples are told what awaits them in heaven, where there are many dwelling places, and where all will have a place. Today we still tr struggle with belief, with hope for peaceful coexistence, despite encounters with those whose view of reality eliminates us. We're often still looking for the way, and we still have much to learn. How can the stories in today's lessons help us? Well, most people whom we encounter are not particularly interested in hearing of our visions of Savior, of a Creator. They're unlikely to take up stones against us, but they're apt to shut us down in some way or just walk away. Second Peter's letter knows us know that we should not set ourselves apart as if we were better than those who do not believe what we believe. Peter urged Christians to set good examples, to be patient, to remain true to their beliefs, exhibiting kindness and love. Finally, we should remember that we are disciples of Jesus. In a different way, of course, from Philip or Thomas, but we are, like them, capable of nearly miraculous things if we put the basic rules of our faith to work. We are to honor God, our Creator, and all creation. And we are to follow the golden rule, loving our neighbors as much as we love ourselves. Jesus sent out his disciples into the world to love, to feed, to heal, and he sends us too. Amen.